AEW presents Slam Marie 1994, a Legends Reunion. One ring, one moment, one mega event. Yeah. Welcome everyone to Squared Circle Rewind episode 73. With the most epic tagline for a slamboree I've ever heard in my life. For failure taglines. Yes, yeah. Mm. You know, I think it was better than Spring Stampede. Wasn't Spring Stampede really awful? Like two bulls, one horn, or something like that? <laughs> no, just two. Or, <laughs> yeah. It, was, uh, it probably wasn't that, it wasn't uh, that far off. Locked horns and Bullish bulls or something rather. See? Bullish tempers, yeah. bullish there you go. attitudes. So I'm not I'm not that far bullish off. Bullish shit, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that far off. No, um, not really. But as we start off every episode, it's time for the weekly body slam. Body slam on current events with Dave Body. And now, here's Dave! Dave! Every time I go into my mode and you just <laughs> kill it. Don't like you. Welcome, Body Slammers. Okay, so this week on Raw, on most highlight packages, they, they don't even show it. But it's a big moment for women's wrestling. They finally unveiled the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. And... By God, they're beautiful titles. Like, now they just need to get tag teams. They have a crap load of tag teams. Are you talking about For women? Yeah. A qu- okay. What what quantifies as a crap load? Uh, how many? How many is a crap load? Well, they announced. No, no, no. No, I'm no. I'm, I'm answering I'm your asking, question no. in my way. No, your way is they dumb. They announced an elimination chamber. It's three tag teams from Raw yep. versus three tag teams from SmackDown. So that means they have six tag teams right there. And that's a crap load to you? For women, yes. And there's that more in NXT. for the startup division. That's a yeah. good start. And they're, they're well it's not a crap load. It's better than the current raw taking division. I'm not, I guess, I'm not, As I'm a not, whole. I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is a crap load is more than okay. six. All right, all right, all right. Here's the women takings that they have right okay. now. Okay. They have the Riot Squad. Okay. They have the Iconics. Which incarnation of the Riot Squad, though? It's going in the match. It's like a New Day rule, probably. All right. Any of the three. Uh, are these years. the ones in the match? I don't know. Well, what are you doing I'm here? Just well, what are you naming I'm, I'm, then? To show you how many teams they have. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm answering the question. You keep interrupting well, we did. We kind of wanted so to know what the have teams the were squad. in the elimination chamber. They didn't announce them yet. So I'm just okay. assuming if I just tell you. Okay, there we go. So we have the Riot Squad, okay. the Iconics, Nia Jax, Tamina Snuka. Mm-hmm. You have Sasha and Bailey. Mm-hmm. If you they're Team, they, be- if team they're... Bestie, because they did say they want to come back, which is Lita and Trish. Okay. They also have Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. That's five. They teased Asuka and Naomi for a while during the Mix Max Challenge. That doesn't count Asuka's champ. And they champ. teased it. Asuka's champ. That, no. that teased it. No, you, don't, you can't. They also can bring up NXT and just put together random tag teams. Well, that's... See... That's the view's way. I understand that, but what my point was... Six. Now that the tag team titles are there, I counted five. Now that the tag team titles are there, they need to start developing tag teams. They've been developing tag teams for the last six months, seven months. And they only got five of them. That's enough. When you said was, they need six. I'm saying that they, you know, they're, they're probably going to throw a surprise in there. Maybe they'll bring someone from NXT UK 
or NXT. Where's the sixth one? Coming? Dave, is the sixth I think one for like the, a hypothetical. I situation? think if for the first time in history, Jesse's going to get triggered during Body <laughs> Slam. It's not the first time. Have I been triggered? It's every week I trigger your emotions with sad news, but this week there's no sad news. Now that's just, why you're triggered because there's no sad news. Yeah, I don't know where this entire just, segment is <laughs> sad news. Why are you explaining it? So there's six apparently. How do we go back skill to apparently? You just said there was a Stevie. Ugh. Besides all our jokes and bothering Dave here, you can just see he's getting <laughs> so frustrated. The twins. Um, very exciting for the for for women's wrestling. That's awesome. It is. It's another it's another notch for them um, towards being even with the men, right? Like and because because before you had two titles, you had a Raw and a SmackDown, and how many women are on Raw? There's got to be like 10, 12? There's a crap load. There's a crap load? <laughs> Which is more than six, I guess. More than six. Oh, Jesus. Jeez, just so we have... Under fact, six is low. How much is a crap load? That's what I Minimum asked him. Minimum six. Okay, that's what I asked you first. <laughs> and you went on this big... This big soliloquy. Two plus two is four. Two plus two is four. Two plus two is four. See, if we done this before, I would have known that better. <laughs> Was this the same... Anyways. Okay. Exciting news. Well, and also, I like how they're doing it in a Legion Chamber match to make it more like, holy shit, you gotta earn this. It's not gonna be like Triple H being given the World Championship from Eric Fischoff. It's like, no, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna earn it. Um, what about your news, uh, or the one of the news items about the revival? Ah, yeah, that, that just came out today, that they apparently requested the release. Now, the thing I th- see is gonna happen is WWE will probably say no because of the time with AEW. Why? I just told you why. I don't know why. <laughs> they don't yes. want. Okay. More speaking out. Because uh, let's out look at the history. Say this. The history is Revival and Young Bucks have been tweeting each other for quite some time, teasing a match. Now they ask for their their release after AEW has been announced. As a business owner who has who has been working with this tag team, would you let them go? None of the When's their contract up? Does anybody? Do you no know? No one knows. Don't know. But I'm just saying, like, they'll probably be giving him 90 days, no complete cause for I sure. Also, I also heard uh, Goldust could be asking for his that release. That makes total sense. Oh. Which, which WWE probably would. He's, because, he's been on the injury reserve lately anyway. And, well, he had knee surgery last yeah. year. And uh, the thing is, is that they're transitioning to a different era mm-hmm. again. And there might not be a place in that era for uh, a hand like Dustin. The thing is, Dustin's well-respected, but I don't think he can keep up. What? But the 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 thing that I heard was that like he might go as an on air role, but not necessarily as a wrestler. And like he could a also raw GM type situation, or, or, or no, well, or an, or a manager or something like that. But he could actually he'd be good and, and he and he could be doing stuff backstage with Billy Gunn. Now the question would be, if they want him an on air role, did you say that for AEW or for AEW? Oh, okay. I was gonna say for honor for WWE, like, would he be as goldless the whole time? No, he, no. He is this, said he does not want to be goldless no more. This is AEW, he so I bet you he'd go there as Dustin Rhodes. I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. Just so. see now, would he? Yeah, that'd be good. He'd so, be one of the main agents. He's gonna go totally. Um, there's obviously in the in the coming weeks as we do as we do our podcast, we're gonna hear more and more about rumors to AEW oh, it's crazy. and. Which is and good that, sign. It's a good sign because the fans are well invested already. I can't wait. I, I'm actually buying this shirt this Friday. Yeah. Okay. I'm really. I, I wonder what's going to happen with new. Like New Japan's going to continue on, but like they've lost a lot of stars. They said that they're working. New Japan the will do business uh, with them. Oh, uh, not right now. Not right now. No, they're they're committed to Ring of Honor. They said. 
Oh, there you go. So a little oh, okay. from there. They have that in the Madison's. I think it's actually has it already happened. The Madison Square Garden. No, yeah, it, it happened. happened. No, it happened last year. Yeah, the, the Ring of Water. The Ring of Water, Madison Square Garden, happened last year. Yeah, no, but there's that, was, that was new. Oh, there's another one. Yeah, there's no one coming. I don't think it happened yet because Vince apparently might be trying to get it shut down again. No, he tried to shut down the other one. Yeah, it didn't work. work. Yeah, but uh, also, AW is gonna have. I, I'm really excited for them. Uh, Cody mentioned about I can never remember the guy's name. Something Khan. He's like he's the actual. Shot Khan. Yeah, he said the reason why they were so excited to partner with him is not only because of the financial uh, security, but he's also very analytical and very good with numbers. And he's very statistical when it comes to wrestling. He's a huge fan. And Chris Cody, is a historian, too. Yeah, and Cody <laughs> said that stuff. they're leaning towards making wins and losses matter the most. And he's like... Uh, he's like how does that work? He explains in, it. He, okay. he says that the is sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. He's like, New Japan does it, where the wins and loss matter. Yep. Why yeah, do they do? We? Yeah, that's true. You, that's you, what I'm saying. Like, New Japan is true. all about wins that's and losses. That's very true. And you don't even you don't even focus it on it being a scripted sport because they make it look so good. Yeah. But with WWE though, they they force the facts down your throat. Charlotte has been undefeated for twenty three pay per views in a row. Yeah, because you script it. Did you guys notice that uh, Cody was wearing um, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars colors at uh, Wrestle Kingdom thirteen? No, I didn't. Yep, oh, he I was. If people have not watched Wrestle Kingdom 13, go and watch at least highlights of the show. Uh, the Kota Ibushi-Will Ospreay well, match was breathtaking. The highlights were better than most matches I watch on Raw nowadays. It's it, sad to say. Insane. Omega and Tanahashi was crazy. Tanahashi, yep. Yeah, was crazy. That V trigger um, he hits when the guy's laying the bottom rope. Oh, yeah. this is so vicious. Yeah, so go, we go also, check that out. Another thing we, we, we have to express is... We've seen three Canadian destroyers on TV in the last week. Yes, uh, Mexican destroyers. Sorry, Mexican destroyers. Because it's all about race now. Well, it's Ray Mysterio. But yeah, Ray Mysterio hit the Canadian destroyer, also known as Mexican destroyer, twice last night in SmackDown Live. Yep. And Andre, Andrade. We we never thought we'd see a tomb. Uh, or sorry, a Polygon to be again. Un, you know, unless it was by Taker or Kane. But now we've seen three Canadian destroyers. So I'm go. excited for the future debut right now, especially with. Oh, another thing we have to discuss is the WWE United Kingdom Performance Center being open. I uh, saw that. Officially launched right before the NXT TakeOver uh, UK pay-per-view, which I watched was phenomenal. I just hope that they, they get the new guys that are coming into the system, I hope they allow them to keep their uniqueness if you as watch United. You, you will see I don't know, but those, those are established guys. I'm saying the new guys that are going to be going to the, the UK Performance Center. Like, not guys that are in now, but in a year or two, they find a guy, they bring him in, they let them keep their unique UK style, but somehow fit that under the WWE umbrella. Don't make it that everybody works the exact same style, because then it makes it all boring. Make it different. Yeah, like Keep I, it, keep it, it's, yeah. it's different now, keep it different is what I mean. The matches that I saw were, there was one spot in the Tatum Tunnel match where it was outside of the ring, suicide dive, doomsday device. Yeah, that's pretty good. It was incredible. There was also another spot where Tyler Bate does a kip up on the apron after hitting an exploder suplex onto the partner. Like, the things that they do, even the females match, uh, Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley, amazing. So I'm excited for AEW's future and the WWE. Wrestling in general? 
Right now is a good time to be a wrestling fan. Can we just go back to the revival for just one second? You want to revive the revival? I'm going to revive the revival. Let's do it. What are they doing with them right now? Nothing. They've been on TV for the past couple of weeks fight, fighting against uh, Lucha House Party. American Glory. Lucha House Party they've been fighting. Are they yeah, getting any, that, are they getting any title weeks. shots? Yeah, they had one two weeks ago in a Lumberjack match, which they lost. And then they had one before that. But... But beyond before that, they had like months where they weren't doing anything. Just um, okay, I just want to clarify one thing. If they were granted their release, they'd have nine day clause probably. Okay, no but does WWE still have to pay them out for the duration of their contract? No, or is it because they're released, like the contract is now ended? I yeah. think it's like a severance thing. If, if you get fired, they they, they pay the severance. If you ask for a release, they yeah. Just, if you ask for a release, it. why would we, why would I pay you out at the end of your contract? I, I know. I don't know. I'm I'm just. That was something that was always all fuzzy with me with some case. I just, I'm sure I knew before, but I don't know. I just I don't, stopped paying attention after a while. I just wanted that clarity on that. Well, and, and, and furthermore than that, there's also, Iva Lisa apparently reported that, that Lucha Underground would not allow her to be released from her contract. Did you hear why? No. In the contract, it states that they're signed for a contract for so many seasons. So, okay. uh, so if you're signed for five seasons, you're in there for five seasons. Okay. But not... Just filming, going to air. So if you filled five seasons and they've only shown four, you're still under contract until season five hits air. The problem is Netflix doesn't show Lucha Underground anymore. It's only showed on the El Rey network. That's right. And they have right. they don't know and and it's one of their it's, it's not drawing well. No. So there's no guarantee season five even makes it to air. So what happens then? So you're in a contract for something that's not guaranteed. Yep. That's nice. That sounds stupid. Well, but like, I, I, calling I, it like it is, it sounds stupid. You're under contract for a job that might not be there. Mm-hmm. Yep, but you signed the contract. That's stupid. So if the revival does get their release, I think they're going to be going all AEW. Oh, for sure, I a hundred percent. They need. To, they need what, what is what's WWE losing? Is what my question is. They're not doing anything with no. them. No. Yeah, but WWE, you need to have talent because of the size of the company and how how much content you're trying to produce they have enough talent on their roster to you, fill the void you, you can never have enough by WWE standards well here's the thing too I mean for because there's injuries for the chair well hold on for the chairman of WWE who is who loves competition okay so let your guys go to another promotion maybe get more over bring them back with a new coat of paint on them if you like competition then let competition come back yeah. because competition makes you better. Well, it's Hence, like, what the Monday Night War. It's not like a revival is selling merch. No, like they're not. So not like what's the big deal? Merch. Let them go. Let them go. Like uh, you don't want to be if they don't want to be there. Let them go. Well, I think we set another record for body <laughs> slam this week. For this is uh, what I want. I want body slam to be a discussion. You know, now here's the news. When, when we when we originally started this concept, uh, it was going to be three minutes. Dave told me. <laughs> I'm looking at the time. It's now 15 Minimum. minutes and 25 seconds. So let's get to some beneficial facts. Bye. <laughs> Shut up. Can I close my own show? No. I'm the host. You host your segment. He hosts his. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Beneficial Facts is brought to you by me, Ben. Um, WC- <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do an ad. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> WCW Slamboree 1994. I'm not saying the tagline again. Why not? 
It's stupid. <laughs> beneficial. Yes. That's the first beneficial factor right there. It's stupid. Slumbery 94 took place on May 22nd, 1994 at the Philadelphia Civic Center in front of an absolutely game-changing 4,000 fans. Come on! 4,000? Like, what happened? Uh, they just had 12,000 fans at their last event. You mean to tell me you lost 66% of your fans? Yes. After you announced all these legends? <laughs> and the Hall of Fame? Are you telling me that legends don't matter to Phil? Or a Hall of Fame? Well, what happened? I mean, they were... I was actually impressed. They had 12,000 at their last show. I got 4,000 now? Like, what, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. What freaking happened? Well, those 4,000 fans were, were raucous, though. ECW. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, like yeah, the two ECWs. You see so many underlinings of ECW. Well, like it's the, really freaky. The two fans that are stalwarts throughout the entire thing, and the one in the Hawaiian shirt, and the other guy in the hat well, and stuff. And how the fans were chanting, we want blood. Yeah, and Sting must die. Yeah, that kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I was offended by that. <laughs> Who are you? It hurt my feelings. Nobody cares. <laughs> Um, Cactus Jack replaced an injured Dave Sullivan in the WCW Tag Team Championship match. Okay. Um, Vader was originally scheduled to wrestle Rick Rude, but Rude had replaced would had to be replaced by Sting as Rude suffered a career-ending back injury in a match against Sting during an event in Japan. Which is what they referenced at the beginning yes. of this. this and period. I mentioned that at the last show yes. too. Yeah. WCW also had a Hall of Fame induction ceremony for the following stars. For 4,000 people. For all 4,000 people. The Assassin, Ole Anderson, Harley Race, <clears throat> Ernie Ladd, The Crusher, and Dick the Bruiser. And commentary is done by Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Our opening match of the evening is Johnny B. Bad versus Stunning Steve Austin for the U.S. title. Austin is the champ going into the match, and Austin wins by pinfall at 16 minutes and 12 seconds. Dave. You can tell the fans want more fast-paced wrestling at this point. Immediately, there's boring chance. Yeah. Immediately. Don't you do rest holds. And then... Two minutes in. Don't you be doing it. I was like, really? And then... uh, I, I, I feel the no reason why Johnny looks good in this match is because Austin's making him look good. Johnny, times he where, elevated him. Where Johnny was going for arm drags, he screwed it up. But you didn't realize it too much because Austin bumped it correctly and, and like repositioned himself perfectly. Like You actually see Johnny go for an arm bar and he does a Jericho arm bar, which is not good. <laughs> which everyone knows Jericho can't do arm bars. Lance makes that very clear. Yes. <laughs> that he can't. So you see Johnny's holding it and he's like, oh. He like adjusts it, and then you can see Austin like, oh my God, hurry up, let's go. So this whole match, I think Austin made Johnny look good, but it was a good match though because of it. Uh, crowd is very vocal, lots of boring chants, but I don't feel most of them was warranted. No, I, was I don't think it was. Austin's bumping is like Shawn Michaels worthy. At this point, like the bumps he was taking was beautiful, and um, Austin's chops were brutal. Brutal as in hard or brutal as, as in, in bad? sick. As in sick. <laughs> as in clarify. As in like, I'm sorry. They look painful. 
Okay. But good painful. Are we still doing that game? What, what kind of painful? Well, we just painful did. good. It was good. It was sick. Oh Epic. my god. So uh, sick is good. Sick is really we good. We have that clarified. Yeah, and brutal okay, is, thank you. is sicker at a higher level. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Beyond that, I, I actually enjoyed it. All right. Ben, what say you? Um, okay, just, do, yes, Austin elevated Johnny B. Bad, but Johnny B. Bad also had to do the work as well. I thought he brought another really solid performance. This is his second good match in a row. Yes. Which is, he's on a, on a street Yeah, now. but. He's growing now, on me. Oh, here comes negative Sally. Yes, because. because Around the mountain, here we you go. Get, you guys are like, oh, he's had, he's had two good matches in the row. Uh, against was the last one not against Regal? Yeah, and then against Austin. Yeah, again they're he's guys. Not, he's not the X Factor in that. It's the other two. No, I, I said he el- the they elevate Johnny B Bad, but Johnny B Bad is also he's holding his own. He's holding his own because he's with good people. I'm not he's good denying cardio. that. I'm not denying that. <coughs> so not Lex Luger cardio. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're you, when you're with. Other performers that are elevating your game, your your game's you elevated. Gotta step up. You're, well, you're elevated, so you're going to be bringing a better performance, and I think he's doing that. All right. So, are, so are you saying if Johnny B. Bad was fighting one of the executioners, they it would, would be, be a bad match? Oh, I thought Johnny would elevate him because Johnny has been elevated well, twice. Maybe, maybe to a degree, we'll would. But we'll, we'll, we'll probably see that match in '95. Yeah, probably. Anyways. Uh, I really like Austin's swagger walking to the ring with his high dramas body language. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I love that. Um, I was feeling a little bit skeptical about Johnny B. Bad going into the match. Worried that, okay, he's in there with stunning Steve. Is he going to be able to carry the load? And I was and I was wrong. He did. I thought he held up his end pretty well. Um, two, the two had a really good... I actually thought they had really good timing, good chemistry together. During the match, mm-hmm. but they gelled well together, and uh, well, stunning. yeah, just well done by both. Yeah, stunning. It wasn't bad. It was stunning. <laughs> stunning. For me, this this match, uh, this match was okay. Oh, it was okay. Uh, but the 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 finish was really sloppy, oh, and that docked it for me because yeah, I was okay. just like, oh come on, Explain guys. Explain the finish, Jesse. So, bad goes for a back suplex, and then Austin. Like is up and he try and he kicks off the ropes to try to turn his body in the back suplex so he can land at a cross body pinning predicament. The problem is his foot kind of slipped off the rope and he still took the back suplex, but he just kind of rolled over and was like, <laughs> oh, "Okay, I'll just pin him," because that was the finish, you know. Uh, and also, Colonel Colonel Parker is supposed to be running interference and he's a donkey. He doesn't like I don't even know what the hell he's doing. Being jackass, like. He's an awful heel manager, and I don't know if he's trying to play it up as he's bad at it, but he's just bad at it. So not good, bad. Yeah. Our next match is the special legends match. Special it was. Dave's rolling his eyes. He's not legends. Happy. These guys are. <laughs> Tully Blanchard versus Terry Funk. And it ends in a double disqualification at 7 minutes and 15 seconds. Ben. <laughs> oh, God. Where do I start? Legends. Um, this, this match was fun. 
It was. A, it was. Nothing like a couple of Texans past their prime kicking the shit out of each other, which is primarily what the, this match is. Funk was nuts like he usually is, and my personal favorite part of the match was how the result of the match, um, when he takes the guy's hat, who's sitting in the front row, and Funk just takes his frustrations out accordingly and just... Elbow drops his hat. That shit crazy on it. I think Flair actually stole that spot of uh, Funk elbow dropping the hat. And then Flair just says, you know what? I'm going to do that to my $5,000 suits. My yeah. entire wardrobe. And that is pretty much my only, <laughs> if I only know what I mean. Because it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was nuttier than a fruitcake. <laughs> okay, Dave. <laughs> okay, so first thing I noticed is Terry and the ref was related. <laughs> And this is after yeah, like how do you figure? Uh, hairstyle, they look everything. He just mustache. Everything that was kind of the looked, style back then in general. Yeah, everyone Tom had Selleck it. Looked. Except for Barry Windham. I don't know what the hell he has? Is no. it a mullet? Is it a mushroom <laughs> cut? What is it? No one knows. It's the Windham. Um, it's I'm the like, Windham. It's almost as if Tully and and uh, Terry were like planning to make this whole match stiff on purpose because like the 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 first few punches thrown were pretty. Like, it looks like they were trying to potato each other on purpose. Like, it looked pretty intense. Was there even a story to accompany this much hostility? No. Like, I, I felt like, why do they hate each other so much? No. I felt both like... both heels at the, at the time, so they didn't really face off with each other I feel like this. the reason is, is because, so Funk comes out, there's ECW chance. When Funk is coming out. Yeah. So, I think they talked in the back, and, like, Funk's like, this is Philly. I'm at ECW. This is what they like. Let's go out there and get stiffsky with each other. Okay. And that that's what I think led to them just going out and doing what they were doing to each other. It just it made no sense from the get-go. I'm like, I don't understand why they, they hate each other so much. Uh, There's also another spot where uh, Terry takes off like a panel off the stage ramp area. And he like lays on the bottom rope so it's like a bridge incline. Yep. And he apologized Tully through it. But it's but just... Tully's head is nowhere near the board, and Funk's ass breaks it. And the problem is the uh, the 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 camera shot of that. Yeah, it just, was blatant. Yeah, it, it was just not helpful. <laughs> it was not helpful to 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 showing the illusion that t- Tully went through no, it. it. I think it's pretty much the worst thing. You I think see. Terry and Tully knew this because shortly after they go to the ramp, and Terry hits a stiff DDT in the ramp. Yeah, as if like you know what we screwed the first one. Let's yeah. make those look a little bit, you know better. Uh, and then there was a sloppy in-ring pile driver that Terry went to hit on Tully, just standing, just a vertical pile driver, it's sloppy. Then there was a spot where Terry puts Tully on the top rope and then sets up a chair as if he's going to sit on it. And then he climbs up top and gets Tully in like a pile driver looking thing. So when he was climbing up top... Did you guys think he was going to try to, like, superplex him yeah, on, onto I it? thought so. And, like, I've seen, so. I've seen indie guys do this recently, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it got to be the most dangerous thing I've ever seen go, to suplex on. And I'm like, oh, my God, Terry's going no. to try to, to worse, paralyze the guy. He's going to go for a power driver. driver. But the way that Tully's laying, I'm like, you're not that strong. I'm sorry. Yeah. And as I was saying that, it's botched. Badly. They just, it, like, Terry just loses handle and they all, they just tumble. Yeah, like, they just Ooh. tumble and the chair is like, haha. <laughs> I'm, I'm still here, bitches. I ain't going nowhere. And then, 
And then it all of a sudden ends in the DQ, and I'm like, wait. We saw numerous countouts that were missed. Yeah, that was the We saw DQ. panels being used. We saw a chair on the ring. It's because... Okay, so the but finish was... seven minutes later, we have a DQ. Because Tully pushed the ref, and then they go outside, and then Terry Funk starts choking Tully with the branding iron. Like, he bends it around his neck. And then that's when the ref says, enough's enough. Bringing the chair in, bringing the board in, DDT on the, on the ref, that's all fine and dandy. But don't you push that ref, uh-huh. and don't you bring out the branding iron. I don't know. Uh, for me, I was like, oh... Compared to last Slamboree, where the legends like were Baron Von Raschke, who looked like he was about 80 years old at this time, I was like, oh, at least they're going for guys that are like, or Terry Funk's still wrestling. He's probably still wrestling today. But, He's um, doing show right now. Uh, yeah, probably. But, off a ladder. but Tully hadn't been like out of wrestling or out of like major wrestling for that long. So I was like, oh, at least like they're getting like. Decently in shape, guys. It's not going to be like, oh, geez, this is awful. Um, but it was. It, it was wasn't awful. great. It wasn't great. Uh, I don't. It seemed like they did the double DQ because neither the guy wanted to do the job to the other guy. You know, I don't know. What's our crowd say? How does our crowd feel about this? There you go. Our next match of the evening, we have Larry Zabisco, which, by the way, I spell his name wrong on this every fucking time. Don't worry about it. I can never spell his name right. But anyways, versus Lord Steven Regal, and Zabisco wins by pinfall at 11 minutes and 30 seconds. Dave. See, I was wondering why that wasn't for a title, and then I realized why. Because Zabisco wins. So I was like, okay, I'm glad it wasn't for the title, because that means we have to see Zabisco more. Uh... Can we start wrestling in this match eventually? For like the first like five minutes of the eight minute match, it's just all posturing. It's all posturing and yep. talking, and then when the wrestling does start, I don't care. That's my Zabisco no sells everything. Like he no sold everything. He, I hate Zabisco. Yeah. Give me more context to add to this match. <laughs> like, is there really much to talk about except for hey, we see some rest holds after? The whole match is a rest. Wait, Ben likes Lord Steven Regal, so maybe he'll come up with. I something. like Lord Steven Regal too. As much as I like Lord Steven Regal, Uh-oh. like Dave said, um, as much as I appreciate <laughs> the Regal's character and his body language and his just goofy antics, like his his uh, oh, I can't talk right now. You know what I mean? His quirks. His quirks. Like Dave said, it's like okay, great. Can you wrestle? Can we do fans. something? Can we do a headlock? Can we do something? Was this when they started chanting We Want Blood? No. Okay. No. That was the first match, right? Uh, uh, no. No, they were chanting Boring in the first match. Oh. Um, and the quirks work on Clash of the they Champions. Do. On Clash of the Champions. It does not work on a pay-per-view. No. The, it just... It's even, like a disrespectful even, thing even in 1994, it's a pay-per-view. They know it's a pay-per-view. Wrestle. World Championship Wrestling. Like it, it really sucks, but I mean, five minutes into the match, I'm going, okay, get, I'm done with this. Get, just end this, please. You want to fast forward, right? And, I, like, and I'm not... It sucks, because it's Steven Regal. I really like I'm not. A, I'm not too sure why they had Zabisco in the match, and then they kept on saying, uh, Shivani and Heenan were saying that if he wins, he'll get a title no. shot down the line or something. No. But that... I don't right? like that. And I'm like... Please, no. And I'm like, is it... 
when's the last time Zabisco wrestled? Why is he getting... Why is he relevant again all of a sudden? Yeah. Like, what? And I'm like, oh, maybe it's because it's the Legends reunion. But then they started talking about him getting a title match. I'm like, okay, they don't consider him this a isn't legend. This is a reunion. This is no one-time thing. This is no, he's back on the roster. Yeah. Have reunion roster kind of mixed up here. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I, I, I long for the pay-per-views that we get to see later that he's the announcer or he's the co- commentator and he could just be out of the ring. Do you think he started his Hall of Fame speech at this uh, at this event? Yeah, with, with Hillbilly Jim. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's still going today. One more short story. <laughs> Back in 1991. So the finish was Zabisco reversed a butterfly suplex into a Suple. pin. Suple. Oh, Gordon Soley makes an appearance. Doesn't he make an appearance yep. in here? Uh, yeah, I don't even know which match it was. One of them. One of them. With his suplex. It wasn't the bull row match, I can tell you that. Yeah, it was not. Um, I just... You know, I didn't give two shits about this match. No, it was, yeah, it was. I, I felt like this was a throwaway match. I don't care. It sucks for it. Just it sucks for Regal because he's just such. He's, on he's, such he's an a great worker. Right now. Look what he did with Johnny B. Bad. Like he made him look great. Like right now, Regal looks like potential world championship material. Here. But you don't. You know what? It just goes to show. No matter how great of a worker you are, sometimes some guys aren't very good, and you can't elevate them. Larry Zabisco, living legend. The living legend. Living legend at what? I, I don't know. Living. And legending. Yeah. Legend, legending? Did I say that? Legending. Okay, you should just... <laughs> that. That's for me, too. That's for all of us. Our next match is a bull rope match, and we have Dustin Rhodes versus Bunkhouse Bunk. Buck? Bunk? Did I say Bunkhouse Bunk? It's Buck. It's Buck. Bunkhouse Buck. I'm sorry. Uncle Jeez, Buck. I can't even do this. And Rhodes wins by pinfall at 12 minutes, 47 seconds. I thought it was a four corners thing, but what do I know? Ben. Why was it a four corners thing? Fuck, I don't know. WCW. This was a, this, it was a glorified hardcore match. I Yeah. With a, I, with a bull rope. Yeah. It, was, it was a hillbilly hardcore I, match. I thought every like strap match or bull rope match or dog collar match or any of those kind of things. Four I, corners. I, I always thought it was a four corners It's four thing. corners. It has been every single time up until this point. But uh, It was like bunkhouse rules. But bunkhouse rules. It's a bull, ra- it's a bull rope match. I don't know. I don't know, guys. <laughs> it's a bull rope match. It, it would have been called a bunkhouse bull rope match if that was the case. It's called bull rope. It's just weird. Anyways, my notes are as follows. Lots of beating the crap out of each other, which is basically the extent of the ring psychology. I was bored of this match really quick. Correct me if I'm wrong, I thought bull rope matches weren't pinfall. That is all I have. There you go. Mine's even worse. Dave. It's really bad. The most exciting spot in a bull rope match is where Bunkhouse was standing over the rope and doesn't pulled the rope up and sacked him. That was pretty funny. That I, was the I most chuckled. entertaining part of the match for me. Furthermore, rope breaks. Yeah, no DQ, but they have rope breaks. God damn WCW. Do whatever you want. You can bring a freaking du- a drum gun in this match. or Whatever you want. Just bring some C4s. But don't touch the but ref. Don't touch the ref or the ropes. Uh, speaking of refs, ref bump in an ODQ match, why? WCW does it all the what time. What is the point of doing a ref bump <sighs> in an ODQ? cause a distraction. But you don't... <laughs> I know you're trying to get me fired up here, 
but you don't need a distraction when it's no DQ. You the can just do... Is, it's to create a diversion. <laughs> the secret is... For interference in a no DQ match. Oh, man. It just... It's just... So Do you stupid? feel that this ma- this so fucking dumb? Do you feel that this pay per view is very gimmicky? I feel like, like after every match has some harmful. I think this. To it. Like I think just, this card is actually besmirching the name of gimmick. Um, we go from Spring Stampede where we're all three of us are like you know that's a good pay per view. That was pretty decent there you go. for WCW. The here. That's They're good. on the uprise. And WCW's like, <laughs> wait till our next one, boys. <laughs> but wait, here's more. Not only do we lose six percent of our fans. We give you shitty matches to explain why. That's right. <laughs> Instead of giving them grade A top choice beef, I'm going to drop a deuce and we're going to give them that instead. And let me tell you, though, it wasn't just us shitting on this match. No. The Philly crowd starts chanting, we want blood. And why would you give the Philly fans a shitty deal like this? Smart fans in Philly, they know their stuff pretty good. So... There's one point, and, and this just sticks out to me, because Dustin Rhodes... Like a sore thumb. And, and Buck are outside the ring, and Buck's on his knees, and he's all groggy. And Rhodes takes the cowbell, and he, like, raises it up, and he looks at the crowd, and they're all getting excited because they're chanting, we want blood. So they think they're just he's just going to waffle them in the head. And Rhodes hits him in the arm. And, arms bleed, Jesse. And and the crowd starts booing Rhodes. They're like, oh, oh, screw oh, this. Hell no. Oh, yeah, exactly. They're like, screw this shit. We want blood. You're not giving it to us. Like, You know what I thought of when he did that spot is, Austin Powers, you shot me. You shot me in the arm. <laughs> and then he picked it back up, and then he hit him with the cowboy. I thought of Ace Ventura when he gets the arrows in the legs. Oh. <laughs> um, he... And then he picks him back up and and he hits him in the head with the cowbell and the the crowd goes nuts. But there's no there's no blood there's no there's no juice there's none of that stuff. So I think the crowd was pissed. This was just a bad match. It, it didn't make a lick of sense. Uh, you know, rope breaks, uh, ref bumps, uh, distraction techniques by Colonel Parker. Why it doesn't it doesn't freaking matter. Uh, Rhodes hits Bunk with the cowbell. On the head to win, uh, after um, he already hit him like fifty times. Yeah, after Colonel Parker goes to hit him with the cowbell, and Rhodes does this this god awful kick, and I'm like, why wouldn't you just move and let him hit Buck, and then just pin him, right? Or just then knock Parker up? But what do I know? And then so Rhodes wins, yay! And then Terry Funk comes down because he ain't done, he ain't done, and he he proceeds to attack Dustin Rhodes. So was he trying to sneak up on him? He was trying to, but it's very hard. Why would you put a white towel over your head, making yourself very visible by doing this to try to sneak up on someone? As you run into the ring where he's looking to. But (laughs) then him and Bunkhouse Buck tried a double pile driver or a spike double spike pile driver, driver and they botched it. You're going on a limb with the word tried. Yes. Uh, How many times did they botch it, Dave? Twice. Twice. Yes. And the second time, Terry didn't even give a shit. He's like, I'm done. And then Bunk's like, no, I'm committed. <laughs> and then they fell, and Terry's like, Terry's like, I told you. <laughs> this is why I said we're not doing the spot. Um, so this, to me, this match was hot garbage. Can you imagine how Dustin feels in that position? 
Oh man, just lift me up. Let's do this. Uh, I'm just thinking in my head. I'm like, he wants to go to WWE so bad at this point. And I'm uh, offended by you besmirching the good name of garbage by saying this is that this match is hot garbage. That's fair. And we got another title match coming down the pipe. We got Ric Flair coming out first as the champion. Which is never usually a good sign. Yeah, yeah, not usually. Against a surprise opponent that Colonel Rob Parker is going to bring out. Yes. He in every he's in every match. He, he's like he's like Pauly dangerously without the talent. But anyways. <laughs> uh, and this match is for the WCW heavyweight title. And the surprise is Barry Windham. N- nobody? Okay. If I had a cricket sound, that's cool. I was gonna try to do a sound, but I'm like, I don't know how they sound. And Flair wins by pinfall at 13 minutes and 21 seconds. Is that all this match was? Yeah. It, it felt like like 33 minutes. Dave. This is a promo. Dave? What? Dave, oh. tell us about this Zabisco Flair okay, Hold on. Zabisco has had his time. <laughs> he still has it. Feels like a match I've seen before. That's one of my notes. Interesting many, you say that. Many, 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 many times. Oh, and then, I'm like, I'll... There were some nice bumps, at least. Well, yeah, they're good workers, but it's just like... Yeah, eh. and, and then that good worker statement is questioned with the finish. <laughs> is that so, all you got? That's all I got. All right. I, ben. I, to be honest with you, I fell asleep a couple times in this match. All right. My fiance woke me up. I didn't care for this match either. Like you said, it's, this isn't anything I haven't already seen before with these two. Um, more... My notes more cover... Okay, they mention in the commentating that Steamboat and Flair had their deciding match to decide who's the champion. And I'm going, okay, a week before? Why wouldn't you have this as your... as one of your marquee matches? Like, have their have their their final bout, like, the deciding match on this card. Because Barry Windham. <laughs> Who gained a lot of wins. <laughs> No, WCW. You're ruining the opportunity for a Steamboat Flair title match again, which we all know is not going to be a bad match for Wyndham and Flair. Which we know, Wyndham. Really? Yeah. You 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 see what I'm saying though, right? Oh, I get you. You're having these people pay you know twenty to thirty dollars a pop for the pay per view. Like, why don't you actually have like a pay per view quality match to justify their Hard-earned money being spent no, on wait, this. Wait. <laughs> yeah, good. You go ahead. You mold. Linda, 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 listen, Linda, Linda. Listen, <laughs> listen. You're not listening, Linda. Um, I'm listening. It would have been a pay-per-view quality match in 1989. And I, honest to God, think that when they were in the pack, Flair and Wyndham looked at each other and said, hey. And Wyndham was like, hey. And then they're like, and Flair's like, you want to do what we did in 89? Wyndham's like, sure. And they went out, and it felt like they did a, a, a same fucking match that I've seen before. It was the same fucking match that we've seen. And you know what the problem was? We've seen it, and now it's 1994. It's like... You're five years five older. Years, five years later, and come up with some new shit, or get out of the fucking main event picture. 
Well, they come with new shit in, in the finish. Uh, well, yeah. This also doesn't support, or well, it doesn't help that theory out there. Once you've seen a flare match, you've seen them all. Yeah. This match doesn't help that. But you theory. know what, though? This match doesn't help it. But that flare steamboat match, which I'm pretty sure if you went back and like really watched it, they probably do a lot of the same kind of stuff. Okay, but, but they it looks were better. They were so entertaining yes, with it. Yes, it looks It kept better. you engaged. These guys weren't weren't entertaining. No. And it was kind of like, oh. And you, you knew... You could tell they didn't really care either. To especially be, Flair. You know, was, I felt like this was just a stopgap to get to Hogan. They keep on talking about Hogan throughout the entire match. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the special guest commentator for this match is Jesse Ventura. Uh, oh, that's right. I miss, I miss Bobby Heenan already. Mm-hmm. Like... Ventura had his day. Heenan's the man. Just like to say that. And did you guys notice... Were those tassels on Wyndham's tights, trunks? I didn't notice. He had like a I didn't small care design. And it was just like waving. I'm like, did he... You must have been bored if you're looking at Wyndham's tights to find designs. Yeah, it was like tassels. But like, I, I like how he's like weighing at 309 pounds. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a new guy. Who is it? Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's just an old guy who gained more weight. I thought it was going to be Sid Vicious. And King, can we please answer this question? What kind of style is Barry's <laughs> It's the Wyndham. The Wyndham. The Wyndham? Yep. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll um, so remember back in the day where, where Wyndham actually got premier performers a couple times? Yeah, yep. in, in 1989. Yeah. What, what amazes me is that Flair wrestled for like 10 more years after this. No, even longer. Longer. Yeah, fifteen years. Fifteen years after this, he just kept on going, and you can see even at this time, it's not the magic's not there anymore. No, you know, uh, yeah, he's a legend at this time, but the magic's not there anymore, and we're gonna see fifteen years more of this stuff. Um, and you know what the problem? Like where what when Hogan finally figured to do his turn, it reinvigorated his career. Flair had already been a heel and a face. He'd done it. Like, what kind of turn could he do to reinvigorate his career? There was, really, there was nothing really he could do. So, um, I don't know. So, the finish, Barry Windham whips Flair into the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Flair does his oopsie-daisy over the top. Is that what it's called? That's what I'm calling it. Is that, is that what the Wikipedia woo! calls it? I'm gonna go change it and make sure it is called that. The oops a daisy, and then and then he ru- and he just doesn't sell that he got strong Irish swift into a corner and he runs to the the other turnbuckle, gets up, and Wyndham gets in position to catch him for this crossbody that is kind of like a half double axe handle, half crossbody kind of, because Flair lands on his feet before they fall to the ground. Yeah. It's just really weird for two veterans to not, like, like, Flair doesn't trust him to catch him. Like, I'm not sure. But that was the finish. Flair wins on that botched crossbody. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. He's like, you know what, Steamboat? I will show you (laughs) the crossbody. This is how you do it. That's right. That's right. So, I don't know. I didn't, uh, I thought this match was just okay. Meh. Meh. hate to say it, but it almost felt like it was just a filler. Yeah. Yeah, and what title is this for? The WCW title. Not the big gold belt. The other belt that they made when Flair took the gold belt. Okay, because I was WWE. so confused because in the main event they said I that, thought they unified those belts. Yeah, like the main event they still, say International World. I'm like, what the... 
international world. I mean, what was the first freaking match? The, okay. the, this one's for the WCW title. Oh, Come the horsies. No. <laughs> horsies, flare four horsemen. <laughs> <laughs> Our next match, we have Kevin Sullivan and Cactus Jack versus the Nasty Boys who are the uh, for the WCW Tag Team Championships. The Nasty Boys are the champs coming in. It's a broad street bullies match, which is basically a street fight. And Dave Schultz, the famous Philadelphia Flyers enforcer from the 70s during their two cup runs, is the special guest ref. And Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan win by pinfall at 9 minutes and 56 seconds. Ben. Okay, I again appreciate the involvement of a beloved Phillies Flyers alumni. The recipe was good in theory, but its execution was horseshit. I don't know why he was. Even though they showed you the highlight package? I didn't okay. see the highlight package. Did you? <laughs> okay. I go to the dot, man. Okay, well, just to give you a short history lesson, the Broad Street Bullies was the nickname of the Philadelphia Flyers back in the 70s because it was basically they played an entire on Broad team Street. Of, it was an entire team of goons. And, and they, they went, just so they're like the Bash Brothers, yeah, no. oh, um, yeah, from Mighty Ducks, yeah. But yeah. it was a whole team okay. of them, whole team of them, yeah. And and they won the cup. That's two. my hockey knowledge right there. Whatever and, happens to Mighty Ducks, I know. And they won the cup two years in a row by just bullying teams. They had they had good players that could score and stuff. Like but, Bobby Clark, yeah. But the whole team was just mean. We're just and Schultz was like the most famous of the bunch. Okay. But go on, go on with your notes. Okay, how is he supposed to count one, two, three if you have two guys here and then two guys at the far end of... Ventura keeps on mentioning that he doesn't know where to go. They're like, Schultz is looking, he doesn't know where to go. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, geez, maybe you guys should have explained to the ref what to do. <laughs> okay, this match, I could be wrong on this, but this match almost feels like it's the first ever hardcore match. But it isn't. Didn't they just have a street fight the last pay-per-view? Yep. With with uh, Jack and... That was with I that sick... Just... Max Payne. Uh, yeah, and that was with Jack being pushed off the the uh, the ramp and just having that sick thing... the souvenir thug. table being taken down. Oh, that souvenir table. Rest they didn't bring it out for this one. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I just... I, just <laughs> I felt this match actually had a lot more violence to it. Oh, for it me sure to did. actually think that, though. Turns you know out I mean? when you replace Max Payne with Kevin Sullivan, it gets a little bit more violent. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Um, what was I gonna say? Okay, so the one thing that triggers Dave Schultz is you don't touch his hockey stick. Do not touch the hockey stick that he laid in the corner. (laughs) So why'd you bring it out? If you are so protective of your hockey stick and you don't want people to touch it, why'd you bring it out? Hence, why this execution was. Stupid. What made me laugh is that he comes out with the hockey stick. Yes. And you're like, okay, obviously that's going to play in somehow. But he's wearing a hockey jersey with his name on it. Like, you didn't have, you didn't need the hockey stick. You're wearing the jersey saying, I am, I was a former Without player. The hockey stick, he feels but naked. the hockey stick brings it all together. Yep. It's like Big Papa Pump coming to the ring with the giant lead pipe. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's our, well, look at him. Oh, those wrestling fans that show up with, with, with championships in the, in the uh, audience. 
Hardcore 24-7 rules. <laughs> I saw that online. That was good. Okay, should I, if, you bring, uh, if you bring your championship to a live event, be aware. Be, be ready to defend it. <laughs> yeah, these guys don't pull any punches. Like, these guys just literally have, like, a bar brawl with each other with everything yes. that is accessible to them. Yep. Um, can I touch on the Max Payne? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Max Payne, who was not involved in the match, he was replaced due to... He's but no, he's Cactus injured. Jack replaced Dave Sullivan, oh, that's right? right? That's right. My Technically, bad. so. My bad. And so, he comes out and just about kills Jerry Sags with a guitar shot to the back. Mm-hmm. Jerry does not see it coming at all, and the thing just explodes. Like a men in black. Like Oh, yeah. The gun, like the, when the gun just disintegrates and... Yep. Okay, there's a reason why they don't have these type of matches anymore. Here's the thing. I mean, they weren't wise enough to this yet, but I mean, at this point, they're they're going out on a limb to break all the rules, and then then they find out later on. Oh, now I know why they had all these rules to begin with. The thing you know? with that that guitar shot is that what what got me is that they just. They decided to set up the spot like that. Like, why? Why take the like? Why? Sags is not looking. Uh, Payne hits him in the back of the head with the guitar, and that's why he's knocked loopy, and and he's all he, he's out. Like, why wouldn't you want to turn? Like, why this is you, a shoot that he's out. Yeah, why wouldn't you want him to turn around so he can like do the kind of prepare and and get it on the top of the head that's a little bit harder? I don't know, but it was scary, man. The, why? See, and that's why I wasn't really upset with it because it was planned. From the get go, I was like, "You stand facing away from me. I'm gonna hit you with a guitar." Yeah. So it was pretty planned. But I'm just like, why, "Why would you do it? Why plan it that way? Why not plan it where the person taking it can actually protect themselves?" But then again, this this time and age, you have people who are training and purposely breaking people's bones to test their toughness. Yeah. So it's like a different generation, but doesn't really excuse it. Yeah. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh, that, that was brutal. Are you done with the match now, though? Uh, yeah, it was just. Because uh, there's some funny spots I, I caught. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, I said my piece. <laughs> first, okay, so Cactus has this trash can. Yeah. On the ramp. Um, I forget how it got there. He picked but, no, no. He picked up the trash can because they were fighting. They're they're scrapping. Beside yeah, but it was used a couple times before this spot. Oh, okay. And I forget how it got onto the ramp. And Cactus is holding it, and Nobs is coming towards him, and Cactus throws it at Nobs' knees, and then Nobs awkwardly falls. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> and then the trash can to me was more so dangerous than I thought. Than the, the, the guitar strike, and this is why they had it compacted down. So like like a deadly frisbee. Yes. And they were just swinging it. Yeah. And there was one point where um, Sullivan had to literally duck it because Sags uh, whipped it right towards his head. Yeah. I'm like, if that would have connected, it would have drawn hard blood. Yeah. Like, so and and the Philly brutal. fans would have got their wish. They would have got their wish. Uh, beyond that, these matches, you don't really have much notes because there's so much stuff happening. That if you look down the right, no, you missed something. Yeah. So uh, I was like, this is a, a hardcore match. Lots of, there was some moments, there was a spot where Sullivan, and I believe it was Seggs, did a botch on the ramp where 
Solomon was waiting for a strike, and he kept selling, preparing for it, but Segs never gave it. And then Solomon, you, you can see, he basically says, well, fuck. And he just gets up. And I was like, um, This match, like I said at the beginning, timed in just under 10 minutes, which is perfect. You can't yep. go, in these kind of matches, you can't go more than 10. Um, what? <laughs> right at the beginning, Nobbs almost kills himself. Oh, uh, over the top rope. <laughs> Sullivan and Jack are waiting in the ring, and then the Nasty Boys take a running... Look, Sags is in front, so he runs and then climbs through the ropes and goes right after Sullivan. And then Nobbs tries to do the Vader. He tries to jump and clear the top rope, and his feet get caught, and he spikes himself. And I'm just like, oh my god, did you not learn from the last pay-per-view? Don't do that. Oh, So that, that made me chuckle at the beginning. Uh, That's a good start. Too like too much going on. Uh, I agree with you with the trash can thing. They were whipping that thing, trying to like absolutely decapitate each other. It was brutal. Uh, the finish was uh, Sags and Jack are in the ring, and then Sags pushes Schultz. Why? Who knows? And then he he goes to use the hockey stick. Schultz says, "You uh-uh. don't you don't use my hockey stick." And he starts to hockey. Why do you bring? Why did you bring it to the ring? He he he. And why did you put it in the ring against the? The best part about the hockey fight was he starts landing and he's in these landing shots like he's actually connecting, and then I think you can see Sags like like saying like take it easy like you're not trying out the so, um, Schultz jerseys him which basically is he pulls his shirt over his head, and you can see uh, Schultz tuck his hands in his jersey. And just hit him with the tops of his hands. So he doesn't hurt him. Because if he was actually using his fists, like, you know, you can't see it. And then Cactus grabs the hockey stick that's on the ground, hits uh, Sags in the head, head. air quote. Uh, So Cactus Jack can touch his hockey stick? Yep. That's right. So shouldn't he have kicked the crap out of Cactus Jack too then? No. And then Cactus pins him. Schultz counts quick. One, two, three. We got new tag champions. Uh, actually, Ventura makes mention that that this should go to the board because Schultz showed yep. showed favoritism. Uh, uh, favoritism. And then after the match, Max Payne comes down and smokes Sags with the with, in the head with a guitar. And as Nobbs is trying to after leave, after the match, yeah, Dave Sullivan comes out and he's all laid up with like uh, knee, knee braces and, and stuff, and he nails Nobbs with the crutches. It's just chaos, just chaos. Don't, I don't want to golf clap that. And our main event of the evening, we got Vader versus Sting for the vacant World Heavyweight International title. Or the big gold belt. <laughs> it sounds good, like a WWE 2K18 title glitch. Yeah. World. <laughs> world. Action. World, wrestling. Action. <laughs> World International. World Heavyweight International. Action. Action. Champion. Yeah. <laughs> Sting wins by pinfall at 13 minutes and 54 seconds. Dave. It did not feel like that was that long, so I enjoyed this match. Yeah. Uh, from the get-go, the fans made me realize that you can be psycho, and they started chanting, Sting must die. He must. Not get hurt. Not the retire. Now, now we must Sting's die. a cartoony character. We say, we say fans. I think it was like 10 guys when the crowd was oh, quiet. Oh, they sound loud amongst 4,000 people. But amongst if the crowd's <laughs> quiet, it's 10 guys that are loud enough. But yeah, it was, Sting uh, must die. Sting must Vader die. Action, which I, I always love because it's so believable. 
and he doesn't he doesn't uh, remove himself from his strengths until he hits the top ropes. But just strike after strike after strike after strike, hits a beautiful Vader splash, the uh, second thermical one. Like he actually got distance. Yeah. The sting was not close to the ropes. He was further away. Lands it beautifully, and it builds towards Vader just taking it to Sting, and then out of nowhere, Sting hits a comeback. Uh, Sting I is loved one of, it. Sting is one of the best at the babyface fire comebacks. Yeah, like I, I call it the uh, the dynamite comeback. It's just out of nowhere. It's just like whoa, what just happened? And then Vader bumps it beautifully for him. Um, and then uh, Holly Reese. <laughs> Every time he does an interference. I feel sorry for him. He it's hard to throw. A he's chair so shot. slow, and it's not his fault. But he hits a chair shot. I'm like, you might as well just poke him in the forehead <laughs> with your finger, just because it's equivalent to the same amount of pain. He's just like he want like to him in his mind. He's probably like winding it up like massively, and then in real life, it's and then. Sting's like, well, should I really bump to this? Cause <laughs> it really looks bad. Uh, and then he hits a diving headbutt out of nowhere, and there's no DQ call for it. Nope. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Race literally hit a diving headbutt. The ref saw him ascend the turn. Yeah, but he hit Vader. Hit but he hit Vader. He missed Sting and hit Vader. So, if, so is it like a sympathy thing? Like, yeah, you know, he hit his embarrass yourself. Yeah, enough, you hit your gonna, own guy, you dummy. And then we're not going to call a DQ on beyond that. Beyond that, it was a good match. I enjoyed the intensity, uh, intensity, and yeah, I I liked it. I felt really happy with this match. Ben, oh. I think I was just done with the whole part <laughs> itself. That it just kind of really dampened my spirits with this match. Like I didn't not like the match. It was another decent outing by these two. I don't know. I just. Part of me just thought it didn't have the same panache as some of their other bouts they've had. Like I just I didn't feel I didn't feel the hate as much from these two in this match. That was just me. But this is me at the moment as well. I, again, just everything sucked in this card, so it may have just sucked the life out of me. Um, Vader killing Sting with those shots, like um, Dave mentioned with the forearm shots. I just, love his forearm shots. Just peppering them again and again and again. It just actually his finish. Five shots, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just made me... Yeah, because that'd be legit. It just reminds me, like, you know, Vader can do whatever the hell he wants, when he wants, and however he wants to do it. Yeah. And um, apart from that, um, hardly, hardly racing the match <laughs> made me mad. <laughs> just, I'm just going like, you're ruining... You're ruining any sign of hope that I still have for this card to at least go out on a high note, and you're just every title match pissing all gets, over it. Probably screws him over. Yeah. Why are you, is he still your manager? And then at the end, he comes out and says to Heenan and Shivani, he's like, "I didn't lose the match," and I'm like, "Oh crap, he's going to turn on Race," because Race technically would right? cost him, right? Right. And then, and then they walk away, and Race is holding up his hand, and I'm like, "Oh." I, I'm like, okay. hey, if I'm Vader, I'm firing your ass for that one. And by firing, I mean Vader bombing. Like, I'm, this is what I'm, I mean. I'm peppering you with more forearm shots. Yeah. And I'm going to Vader bomb you and pepper you again once you're down, you know? I don't know. That, that's, yeah, the ending didn't really help either. Again, I was just kind of left there throwing my hands up in the air going, okay, what the hell? I will say impressive sting uh, suplexing Vader without even a shred of help. That was that was quite crazy, um, 
And uh, and then he also he, he suplexed him a couple times. Beautiful suplexes. Yeah, yeah, without much Vertical. help. Yeah, like, and he held him for the first one. Uh, impressive stuff. So the finish was um, race. <laughs> race hits Vader by accident with the chair, and then Sting goes up top, and he misses or no. So as so Sting goes up top and hits a splash onto Vader. Then Race goes up top and tries to hit a headbutt onto Sting. Sting moves. Uh, Race hits Vader. And then Sting throws... Or, no, not not Sting. The ref throws out a Race. Kicks him out. He just pushes him out of the ring. And I'm like, holy shit, that was violent. And then Sting goes to the top rope and hits a splash. One, two, three. We got a new champion. For a belt I didn't realize that was still going on. Like, why haven't they... Because, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Hogan wins the big gold belt. From Flair, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the it's not that other WCW one. No. So at some point between May twenty second and July, there's a unification yeah. between Sting and Flair. So, <laughs> if you guys want context to how the race is head, but just think of Ric Flair's groggy taunt and he falls. That's how it looks. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, race is older though. Uh, what are what what are, what are, what do we uh, consensus on this? Just that. I can't talk. I can't talk. The cat's distracting me. And now it's time for tonight's premier performer. You know, that narrator is getting ballsy. That's what I'm <laughs> going to say. annoying, to be honest. Uh, ben. Well, I concur with the narrator on one thing. My worst performer is actually Max Payne because he just about kills Jerry Sags. Unnecessarily, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Even, even if the spot... He does one thing and he earns the award. Yeah, even if the spot was set up, you still no. didn't need to kill him. It's not necessary. Yeah. Not necessary. My premier performer was stunning Steve Austin. All right. And what was your score? I'll give you 316 reasons why I picked him. Okay. Can you start with no, number one? I'm okay. Not, <laughs> I'm not going to give you okay. 316 what, what was your score? My score was 4 out of 10. And when I redid the math twice, I was like, holy crap. I, I honestly gave it that high. Because <laughs> I was not impressed with this card. It fell way short than uh, Spring Stampede. Dave. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. Uh, two bucks in a night I gave to Buckhouse Buck, which I believe is his second. I think it's two I in a row. Two in a row. Yeah, I gave yep. two in a row. Yep. Two in a row. He's, he's deserving, man. He's the best of the worst. Um, my performer, the <laughs> My performer of the night I gave also to Stunning Steve Austin. I think next to the main event they had the match of the night as well. Between him and which uh, is bad. pretty bad, hey? Like the the like it's either between the first match or the end match. Everything yeah. in between is like sucks. Meh. And my score, three point five out of ten, and I still feel it's too high. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like after we reviewed this, I'm like, mm. I gave some points that I shouldn't have gave. So my tool of the night was bunkhouse buck. 
He was awful. He was awful. He was awful in that match. He was awful. He was awful. Awful. Awesome and awful at the same time. Um, Just, I don't like his style at all. I don't like him. Um, Does he even have a style? uh, Being sucky. Uh, Performer of the night, I gave to Sting. If you could vertical suplex Vader without with with minimal help. I don't care. Twice. I don't. I don't care. If Flair and Steamboat was on the card. I'm giving it to Sting straight up. Like I. It's a good performance. That's not good performance. That's right. Uh, and I gave the same score as Dave. Three and a half out of ten. Do you feel uh, too high? No, no, because I, I liked the Vader Sting match. I was okay with the tag title, the WCW title. Um, the first three matches were were bad in my opinion, and the bull rope match was god awful. Mm. So kind of just makes sense. All right, I think that's uh, I think that's our episode for this week. Thank you for listening, and thank you for ending this because it was painful. It was painful. Max painful. It was painful. Max painful. Max our, painful. Our next episode, episode seventy four, will be WWF. Thank the Lord. King of the Ring at 1994, which I believe Owen Hart wins. We have a King of Hearts at hand. We do. We do. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hashtag Squared Circle Rewind YYC. Also, anywhere you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Anchor. Um... For Dave, Ben, and I, we wish you a good night, and uh, we will... I wish him a good night. Oh, well... I wish him a good week. Oh, a good week. A good week. And we'll see I you back you here. Good, I wish you a good time. Okay. We'll see Not you. a long time. Have a good time. We'll see you back here for episode <laughs> 74. Have a good one, everybody. Peace! for listening. You all come back now. Bye-bye.